Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. Star Weekend has come and gone with the East defeating the West by a score so ridiculous 211 to 186 what what kind of what kind of thing is this 211 to 186 I, I had no idea the All-Star game was against the Detroit Pistons. I had no clue. Oh, too soon? No? Yeah. <sighs> um, I only am interested. Well, first of all, I was I was sorry to see that Ty- Tyrese Halliburton didn't get the MVP honors. That went to Damian Lillard. Uh, Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. Um, I... I uh, Halliburton had 32. I think Lillard had 39. I, I, it would have been great for the city. Would have been absolutely great for the city. But I don't think the Pacers could have looked much better. The skills competition on Saturday and Halliburton doing his job. Uh, I, th- I think the Pacers look good. I think the Indiana Pacers look good. Uh, from what I am hear- hearing, forgive me, um, I, I, I'm, I'm not hearing the over-the-top, oh, my gosh, Indy uh, just – Knocked it out of the park. Indy did its job. And it was a solid uh, all-star uh, uh, event. I think we're going to need a little bit of time to get some uh, reporting in to see if, if it was truly the out-of-the-park experience. Uh, the drone light show and some other things went off well. Some things, uh, I, I th- uh, from what I'm told, went off questionable. Did people get in and out safe? Did they have? Did they feel that they had a good time? Did they spend all their money? That's all I ask. That's all I ask. Uh, these things are good for a city. And you want things to go off well. There are people who are truly dedicated professionals who put their time in to get a result that benefits us. And for that, I'm appreciative. I only hope it went well. I look forward to getting more reports. In the meantime... We know more about the shooting in Kansas City during the Super Bowl parade. And what we know is, man, the reporting here is very odd, very strange, and it seems purposefully so. You know that Ann Coulter was right, right? Because Ann Coulter was right. I'll get into that. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Monday, Monday. So good to me. Monday morning. So the mayor of Kansas City is accusing the governor of Missouri of using a racial dog whistle 
when referring to the shooters who were there at the Super Bowl parade as thugs. Well, that's precious. Precious. I think the story is, how come we don't know more about these shooters? Tony Katz, 93 WIBC, good morning. Now, there are a lot of us who know the answer to this. We didn't need to be told the the answer to this. That sometimes we know everything right away, and sometimes we never get told anything. Now, there are some things that we'd like to know about. Like, we'd like to know how this shooting took place in Las Vegas. This guy in this hotel room shooting down at the Harvest Festival. How in the world did this thing even happen? Why is there so much silence? How come we don't get told about a manifesto from some woman who claims to be a man? Because they're trans, feel the air quotes. Somehow that information has to be kept silent. When it's a white male, we know everything. Everything. Right away. That is certainly the feel. This is exactly the conversation that Ann Coulter was having on uh, Real Time with Bill Maher. She's She's with Bill Maher. She's with Van Jones. Understand, these guys all have a history. Bill Maher, when he had Politically Incorrect on ABC, I mean, he made... And Coulter's career in that show. They go they go back a long, long way. We don't know who did this shooting, by the way, the, the, the Super Bowl shooting. We have we, some idea. What? If it were a white man shooting, we'd know. Well, we don't know. But they, I mean, they That's haven't re- how we know it's not a white man, I can tell you that much. Do you think they're, they're repressing that reporting? They wouldn't tell us about the um, transgender woman that shot up the Christian school for what, like a year? Um, oh, San Bernardino out here. Remember the crazy terrorist Muslims? Uh, that's when I first noticed, hmm, they're not telling us who it is. It's not a white male. The longer they go without telling you, it's not a white male. Okay, well, we don't, we, for this one, for right now, as of Friday night, February 16th, we, know. we, don't, we don't officially know. Okay, you know, you have special powers. Um, but, yeah, you can look at video. The shooters were described as juveniles, described as teenagers, and were black. I don't know why this isn't something that we can't discuss. The level of bigotry one must have in their lives to not be willing to discuss this, to think that somehow this should be discussed differently, is proof of the bigotry. There is no racist dog whistle. It doesn't matter what it is that Mayor Quentin Lucas of Kansas City says. He's wrong. The shooters in this were black men, black young men, black teens. And it was some level of dispute between them. Are we not going to address this, that this has nothing to do with gun ownership? Never mind, I'd like to know where they got the firearms. Did they get them legally or illegally? Was it given by a parent? Was it bought off the streets? These are questions. We're not allowed to ask that question because race is involved. Take your race 
baiting conversation and shove it. Don't give a damn if you think I get to have this conversation. Well, Tony Katz is white. He doesn't get to have this conversation. Sit down, be quiet, learn something. Of any conversation, I damn well please. (laughs) Not allowed. That's precious. You know what kind of hatred is involved in telling somebody they're not allowed to have a conversation? Do Do you have any idea? The, the level of hate that starts with you're not allowed to have a conversation. Woo. So, yeah, the, the mayor of Kansas City is is playing in some just rank, disgusting, despicable bigotry. The shooters in this case were black. The question is, why are you not covering it? Why are you not engaged in it? Are you now going to make the claim that you see the issue here is that um, the, the, these two states, Kansas and Missouri, uh, they're all about gun rights. That's the issue. That's the headline from the Topeka Capital Journal. Super Bowl parade shooting occurred between two states that staunchly support gun rights. You think that you think that's what these kids were doing? You think they were just showing off their gun rights? A woman died in this shooting during the Super Bowl parade as the Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl. She was a part-time radio host in in the area. Had children. 21 people were wounded. No one deserved this. Because a couple of kids couldn't figure out how to, I don't know, act normal. Couldn't figure out how to deal with the beef between them. They were going to show how tough they were. They don't give a damn what happened to everybody else. They have zero regard for anybody else's life. We're going to discuss how this comes about. How this happens in society. And it isn't just society that is black. That would be insane. We could discuss what's leading to these things and work our way through that. Or you could just say, ah, the problem is the guns. Meanwhile, we don't know how many tens, hundreds, or thousands of lawful gun owners were in the crowd there fully armed. You would have no idea. Are people still mad at Jim Lucas, by the way? Oh, the kids wanted to talk about guns, and he said, well, I'm carrying a firearm on me right now. No, I think you could have said it without showing it. That would have been the difference between me and, 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 and Representative Lucas. But, oh, look at this national story. Oh, look at how he's threatening children. He never threatened a child. They, the kids went to the, to the Capitol, and, and they're, they're talking to him, and he stepped out of an elevator to, to talk to them and engage them. And they were talking about guns, and he said, well, I'm, I am wearing one right now. And he opened up his jacket, and he showed it. And the kids were like, well, that's the problem. No, that's actually the proof of why it's not a problem. Concealed carry is not an issue. Concealed carry does not create a more dangerous world. If you see somebody with a firearm, when I see them, I'm aware. I'm aware of someone carrying a firearm if, if, if I notice they're carrying a firearm. Of course I am. Do I automatically think that they're the enemy? That they're a bad guy? That I should run screaming and crying? Is this what we're teaching kids in Indiana? Because if it is, 
we're really teaching kids some terrible stuff. And shame on groups like Moms Demand Action who teach that kind of thing, that kind of fear, that kind of nonsense. It's just wrong. Now, you could argue that Representative Lucas shouldn't have shown the gun. He could have just said it. He said, hey, I don't think it's appropriate to be, be opening a jacket. And if you're concealed carrying, I don't know if you tell people that you're doing it. But the idea that he scared the children, intimidated children, and threatened the children is all nonsense. And the nonsense merchants from the Indy Star and the Indiana Capital Chronicle and a whole host of other places should be damn well ashamed of themselves. And they should be taking a look at Moms Demand Action and saying, what in the world are these people teaching? Because it certainly isn't how to be rational. It's not rational to not discuss what happened at this parade, who was involved, and why. But we can't discuss it because of race? That's somebody else's problem. I don't play in that world. They're bigots. We're not. We'll discuss things honestly. So they are talking uh, at the All-Star Game about the cold in Indianapolis. Of course, the NBA All-Star Game just taking place. And they're complaining about the cold in Indianapolis. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. And Charles Barkley, in absolutely perfect and classic Charles Barkley form, says uh what would what would you rather have uh the 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 cold or uh hanging around uh the homeless bums in San Francisco because the all-star games in San Francisco next year and everyone's like oh how dare you what it's uh it's just straight up fact we do a far better job than San Francisco at holding any event for all of our issues Right here in Indy, we can honestly say Indianapolis still better than San Francisco. And honestly, I think we need to put that on a on a, on a bumper sticker. Donald Trump has come out with sneakers. He goes to SneakerCon in Philadelphia. He's getting cheered. He's getting booed. It is, I can't even play it for you. It's the weirdest reaction ever. Uh, he's got a sneaker. And it's gold. I mean, it's not gold gold. But that's the color of the sneaker. It, it's it's gold. And they're, I think they're $399. And uh, I think they're sold out as well. I, I Look. I'm, I'm not a guy who goes out and buys Jordans. But, uh, but they're out there. They got an American flag on them. And then they're gold. They got the big gold T. The never surrender high tops. That's awesome. Yeah, they're all they're all gone. Three hundred and ninety nine dollars sold out. <laughs> I I don't know why you're looking at me like this. Of course, someone's going to buy them. 
Of course, you're going to see them out on people. Don't be surprised. Good for him. Go sell some sneakers. Well, Tony's only doing this because he's got to pay a $350 million fine. Oh, we'll talk about that fine. This nonsense coming out of New York. But just for the sake of clarity, for all those progressives thrilled and overjoyed that, that Trump has gotten this nonsense fine, let's remember something. The people that you support have never created anything. In just a base conversation, I'm not saying you approve of Trump or like Trump or anything else. They want to get rid of the guy and now have gotten rid of the guy who built the skyline while the people you cheer or they cheer never built a damn thing, never created a tax base, never did anything that bettered anyone's life. All they know how to do is take and destroy. We will break this down in the next hour. I promise. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. the importance of data in relationship to well our everyday conversations do we discuss things based on what we know or what we feel tony katz 93 wibc good morning good to be with you we should be discussing things based on what we know when we're talking about kids our kids We can discuss what we feel. But it is important that if we're going to address a subject, we address the subject based on the data. We're going to talk about guns. We're going to talk about um, finances. We're going to talk about foreign policy. The data matters, not one's feelings. You know, it's the expression, facts don't care about your feelings. Sure. But what happens when you put data out that goes against someone's feelings? Is all of a sudden the data not worthwhile? This is the story that Barry Weiss brought to us in a conversation she had over at the Free Press with Roland Fryer. Roland Fryer is a professor of economics at Harvard. Now, before you say anything, take a breath, follow me through to the end. Roland Fryer took a look at the very idea of racial bias in policing. It was a study he did in 2016. And what he was able to determine in taking a look at how police acted was two interesting sets of of information, if you will. The first... And, and full disclosure, the, the, the study is hundreds of pages. I have not read the hundreds of pages. I'm going about, uh, I'm basing this on the reporting and his statement about what it is he found was that he found that, yes, indeed, police were nearly twice or I should say more than twice as likely to engage in some level of non-fatal force against black and Hispanic suspects than people of other races. 
And that in itself is worthy of looking at and asking why that is. Is that some level of inherent bias? Is that a bias of those uh, potential suspects in how they react with police? Uh, what, what causes that? Like, I want to know more. But his study found this. The data determined also, in the same data, that police officers were approximately 24% less likely to shoot at uh, suspects who were black and 8.5% less likely to shoot at uh, suspects that were Hispanic than they were to shoot at suspects that were white. So while it showed there was more physicality amongst police with black and Hispanic suspects, there were less fatal shootings, which is to say there was no racial bias in police shootings, that meaning there were no, it's black people were not shot more than white people. This idea that police are only shooting black people is not what his data saw. He then made the statement that the data was so not what he expected. And he had a series of researchers, I think eight different research assistants. He hired eight more research assistants and said, go over it. And they came to the same result. So this is the data. And when he went to publish the data, fellow professors said, don't publish it. And he said, do you agree with the first part? He goes, oh, the first part, that's fine. You can share that. What about the second part? Oh, I, I, would, I wouldn't do that. It just, it doesn't make sense. But it's the data. You mean it doesn't comport with your emotions and the emotions of the people that you teach. As a matter of fact, he reports that when he published the report, within four minutes, he got an email that said, you're full of S. And his point was, this thing is hundreds of pages and dense data. You read it in four minutes? That's astounding. What is it that you want? Do you want your feelings to be acknowledged Or do you want the data to understand the issue? I'm a data guy. I'm a logic guy. But the Joy Reads of the world, data is inconsequential. I'm going to share with you in the popcorn moment something that was said that is going to knock you over. An internalizing of something that is so irrational that it's hard to believe some people function. And what we're seeing is they don't. They don't actually function. That you want something to be true does not make it true. And to be angry at data that proves the point that because you want it to be true doesn't make it true. To be angry at data that proves the point only proves that there are people out there who are unworthy of our time and attention. What kind of people do we want to be? I put forth to you, we want to be the kind of people who engage rationally and responsibly. This is what it says, whether we like it or not, whether it hurts our feelings or not, whether it makes us uncomfortable or not. And this professor, uh, did I mention that the professor was black? Okay, this professor, his data shows that there is no bias, at least from this study, in police shootings. 
Why can't that be discussed? Along with the first part that more people who are black and Hispanic had a physical confrontation with police. Sounds to me like that should be discussed.